What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Ball, as in Ball, where the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche play, as in the aerospace technology company, and yes, as in the largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer there is. And guys, they want to hire you. They want to bring you on their team because they made over 100 billion cans last year. Yes, 101 billion cans in 2020, and they're adding to the their line capacity to their 400 person plant here in Golden. And they want to bring you on to that. They're a great place to work. They offer very competitive wages. So make sure to land a ball with job. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Or you can text Golden to 77222 to land a job at Ball. So check them out. They're a great place to work and they're one of our partners. So check them out. Let's hop into the show. into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this fabulous Friday, guys. Game day Friday. I'm so pumped for this pod. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Ryan Koningsberg and Andrew Mason. And before we hop into what's going to be an awesome show, a show that I've been so pumped for all week, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because over at MSU Denver Online, they are the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of anywhere else but MSU. MSU delivers. They have great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation. Whether you're online or on campus, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well and get the same degree. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boys, what is up? Football is underway. Man, what a time to be alive. Uh, Football returns last night. We get a great game. Uh, we get something we've never seen before, a late-game Tom Brady comeback. Uh, always great to see something new and fresh. And, uh, you know, uh, we won some bets. Everyone won their bet uh, on the Bucks uh, to keep it within 74 points. Uh, and I cannot believe that we're doing, like, a pregame podcast right now. It honestly feels surreal to me. Obviously, we've had a quite the week out here in Arizona. And it just went by so fast that I, I like can't comprehend that this is a Friday before the Broncos play on Sunday. It does not feel real. It, it, it doesn't. It's it, funny. It, it feels real to me. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that we had preseason this year. Last year, it felt uh, everything going on didn't feel right. But the fact that we had some preseason, I felt like it, it's obviously not quite like it's been. But we get sort of the more normal buildup. I mean, it 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 does feel real, but it's just it's like okay, let's get to this. It, it's like a it's like a Christmas gift that we're about to unwrap, but we don't know if it's going to be the toy that we want or if it's going to be just tube socks. And 
I'm sick of looking at that package <laughs> and dreading that it might be tube socks. I want to know if I'm oh, getting a, a really cool gift here. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's just hop right into our schedule prediction, our final season predictions, and start with that first game because, Mace, like I teased yesterday at the end of the show, I feel great about this Denver Broncos-New York Giants game. I think that everything points to the Denver Broncos beating the Giants, except, guys, there's one thing that I can't get past here, and that's just everything, all the emotions with 9-11. I, that's the one thing that's just making me pause a little bit because the Broncos are playing in New York. They're playing the Giants. Do you think that's going to be uh, a big deal here? Because when you get outside emotion, sometimes that totally messes with, with a game, and that's just the only thing that I can't get over right now. Hmm, it's an interesting thought. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I think everyone uh, will have emotions running high, of course, 20 years. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been that long. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll affect it. Um, I think from a football standpoint, you've got a team that is not as talented as you are. Um, and I think that as long as the coaches do their jobs, uh, the Broncos should win this game. Um I just wish I was more confident in the coaches to do their jobs. Uh, so that's that's the thing that's giving me pause. Um, I do believe they're going to win the game, but if you were to tell me if you were to tell me they lost, if you would come to the future and tell me they lost, I would say that's because they they went in there with a bad game plan. Mm, so you say Pat Shermer drops the ball in his return to New York? I think that's a possibility. Yes, um, I also. Uh, remember what happened last year in week one where, uh, you know, the coach uh, got out of his element and, and things started moving quickly uh, and he wasn't prepared to react. And that was, of course, Vic Fangio uh, with the timeout. So I, I just say, like, I, I think that that's the path to losing is a game plan that doesn't make sense. Um, you know, uh, maybe they get a little too aggressive on defense. Maybe they get a little too conservative on defense. Uh, and I think I don't, I can't imagine them getting too aggressive on offense. Um, so maybe they're a little too aggressive, too conservative on offense and, you know, a couple big plays, a couple turnovers, fluky, you know, a return play, something like that costs you the game. But in all reality, you're the better football team. You should win this game. You see, it's funny you talk about week one last year because I not only remember Vic Fangio dropping the game management ball, I remember players literally dropping the ball. I remember Jerry Judy with a key drop. I remember Melvin Gordon with a key loss fumble. So they lose. It could be on the coaches. It could also be on the players and execution. That being said, I think that part of it should be better than it was last year. And I don't think the coaches are going to, to, to drop the ball in this game. I think it's a win, and I think it's a very comfortable win for the Broncos. Yeah, and and guys, I, I'm not worried about the coaches this game. I'm not worried about the players. I'm not worried about execution. Like I said, I'm just worried about that outside element. And if that doesn't play too big of a role, the Broncos are winning this game now. In terms of a score prediction for me, it's not going to be a blowout, but the Broncos are going to be in command of this game from start to finish on both sides of the ball. And I'll just give my score prediction. I'm going to go Broncos 23, Giants 16. That's close to where I, 
Yeah, I had 23-13 two weeks, nearly two weeks ago. I'm sticking with that. Uh, and that's even closer to what I was thinking. I was going to say 24-13. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel a little uh, uneasy don't about do that. Don't do it. Don't. Why? I just – I don't know. I, I First of all, you know, I think that – I'm interested to see where we land on this, uh, on this schedule prediction because I don't think – I'm going to feel comfortable with the number of wins we come up with. Um, <laughs> We're going to come up with too many. Well, yeah, because I remember, you remember what I've been saying all off season. I'm in show me mode. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not giving this team the benefit of the doubt. I'm just not doing it. Um, it, it it's, you know, it's like fool me once, shame on me or shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Big shame on me. Fool me four times. Now I look like an <laughs> idiot. Fool me five times. I what am I even doing here? Uh, <laughs> Well, you're not here, Ryan. That's why we, we've shipped you off to PHNX. <laughs> Fool me six times, I quit. Uh, so <laughs> I, I will not be fooled again. But uh, He won't I, be fooled again. Nice. That was good. One of your best. Um, I, yeah, so that's where I'm at. But I do think this one should be a win, will be a win. Um, my question to you guys is, 24 to 13, that's my score prediction. We're all in that same world. Are our fans going to be um, appeased with that score? Yes. And, you know, surprisingly enough, Ryan, uh, we've had so many people comment on the pod in the last week and say, uh, this, I'm looking forward to a boring Broncos win. And I'm just shocked that, that people are okay with, with boring, but it's because it's followed by a win. win. And, and people, I don't think, are going to be over the moon because especially the 23 points isn't going to get everyone to buy into Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that's what fans really need in order to be ecstatic about this team is buying at the quarterback position. But it'll buy him enough. Another week uh, of fans saying, okay, show me again. And so it's it's going to continue to be show me mode after this, but fans will be satisfied because of that dub. And how it happens matters. How you get to 20, let's say it's 23-13, like I said. Is it 23-13 and the Giants get to 13 with a late touchdown and you're winning by 17 points before that touchdown? I mean, that at that point, I'd say you're feeling great about 23-13 or 24-13 if it's the Giants scoring late in, in the end. If you're getting to 24-13 or 23-13. Say you had a, a defensive touchdown late when the Giants were trying to rally. Maybe you, you don't feel so hot about the game. I mean, it's, it's we can talk about the score, but it's you know we're going to know it when we see it. We're going to know whether it's something to feel good about or not, and it's going to be pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, this this a little bit reminds me of like um, the Buffs opening up with CSU. It's just like. Uh, if you win, everyone's like, okay, good job. You should have won. Uh, and if you lose, it's like meltdown mode, you know. The world is burning on yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, and you just lost to one of your peers if you lose this game. Right. That's, and yeah. I just think, you know, there's the, the if somehow they lose, um, the Teddy Bridgewater reaction is going to be unbearable. 
it's going to be really, really bad. And then, guys, that also would make it very concerning for what's to come. We've talked about how they have to have a winning record in September. Uh, well, we have them all winning this game. So then what happens in week two here, guys, uh, going on the road again to Jacksonville? Now you play, I mean, the, the New York Giants, guys, are were 6-10 and 10 last year. They look so much better than the 1-15 Jags and the 2-14 and 14 Jets from a year ago, although we know both of those guys, both of those teams have new quarterbacks. But what happens in week two going up against Trev? Uh, to me, th- I'm, I'm actually more confident in this one. Um, I think that this, this one should be a more comfortable win only because I just think that that, that coaching staff is a little bit of a mess. Um, Trevor Lawrence, while, of course, incredibly talented, is not a finished NFL product quite yet. He didn't look very comfortable in the preseason. Um, I think there's a lot more things going in your favor. Um, you're going to have some tape on them, what the, what they like to do. Uh, and so I think this that game is where you really are going to see the defense um, take over. Uh, and I think that one is going to be a uh, a cruising victory. Yeah, I think the defense takes over, and this is one where I will be disappointed if the offense doesn't put up at least 27 points, preferably over 30 points, because Jacksonville closed last year, allowing at least 27 points in its last 15 games. Of course, all of them that they lost, their D still doesn't look like it has its act together. This is one where between what I expect against the Jaguars defense and what I expect Vic Fangio and that defense schematically do with a week of film of of regular season film of Trevor Lawrence that they'll get from week one here. This is where I'll be disappointed if it is not a comfortable win in North Florida. Yeah, guys, this should be a win, but... Vic Fangio's still looking for his first win in September. I'm not going to say that, you know, he just starts piling up wins in September. I think this is a a fluke game that the Broncos drop and pandemonium starts breaking out in Denver. But don't worry too much because they come home to the Jets, and I think this is the game where the team just turns it around and and makes Zach Wilson look like a a, a bust in his third game, although he's not a bust. But he just makes – they make him look so bad, and the offense really starts – clicking I think they're two and one after September fans are a little bit feeling just a little bit better uh, I feel like we can't just skip over the fact that you think they're gonna lose to the Jags <laughs> <laughs> well there, there's a reason for it and I, I wouldn't be surprised guys if our records are the same after week five uh, here I just what just there's no confidence in, in in what this team looks like early on guys and i like them this weekend i just think it's they're going to drop one of these three games and i don't think it's going to be this week i don't think it's going to be against the jets at home so that just leaves me with the jags like i said they should win that game maybe even a week from now i'm i'm picking them to win that game because i think everything points to that but this is not a team that knows how to win yet and it's a team that only has what two guys on the team that really know how to win i mean melvin gordon said yeah some of the some of the guys on this team from other teams know how to win but 
not many. I mean, Melvin Gordon ha- has won a little bit, but he hasn't won at a big stage yet. So I just, I'm so much in, in Ryan's wait and see mode right now that I like them to have a winning record after three games, but not just cruise into every victory. How many okay. guys on the Jazz have win in the NFL, though? That's, you know, I mean, you could say the same thing about them, too. Zero. Yeah, so, you certainly can. They yeah. they do have yeah. they have the better quarterback, uh, I think already, and so that that's that's why I'm giving the the nod to okay. them. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, he's going to struggle his rookie year. He's also going to have flashes. It should not come against the Denver Broncos defense, but I'm saying it will. Yeah, I think if there's a loss in these first three, strangely enough, I think it it, it comes at home, even though I don't expect them to lose at home. Because I think the Jets may end up being the best team out of this trio. Certainly, they appear to wow. be the most well-organized team of the first three on the schedule here, even though they're going with rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson has looked, uh, admittedly, he's looked very good so far. Well, but this looks like a team that I think can maybe, I'm not saying a playoff team, the Jets, but can surprise some people, but not the Broncos in week three. Is that your prediction, or is that just saying if they lose one, that's the one? Exactly. I think if they lose one, that's the one. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling more optimistic than I thought. Um, it could be because I hit my head <laughs> head really hard yesterday. Uh, that's a real story. Um, but um, I I don't I I really don't see them losing to the Giants. I don't see them losing to the Jags, and I don't see them losing to the Jets. This is like like the NFL, literally put these three teams in a giant gift box, put a beautiful bow on it and sent it to Vic Fangio's door and said like, here you go, keep your job. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, you could have, you could have mixed this schedule up. You could have had them open against the chiefs, uh, you know, and then go on the road to, to Pittsburgh uh, and then go against Baltimore. And all of a sudden we would have been, Saying like I don't know if he if Vic Fangio makes it through the month, they did him an incredible favor. I think uh, he's prepared to take advantage of it. You're getting two rookie quarterbacks in the first three weeks, a terrible veteran quarterback in week one. So they can't they can't not win these three games. I'm with you, Zach. I don't feel confident in saying that they're going to, but man, they should. They really, really should. If for me. If, I guess we're all different on this. If I had to pick one of the three that they were going to lose, it would be this week. And and that's fair. I just view the Jets as the worst team of these three, kind of the opposite of May. So you guys got them three and zero. Oh. Incredible. I got them two and one. People will still be skeptical two and one, but hey, a winning record. People won't be upset about that. And then comes those hard games that you talked about, Ryan. Yeah, and you you kind of gave the the. Well, I don't know about that, and I think you're right, but. After this game, in my opinion, is when people are going to be like, okay, here we go. Because I think the Denver Broncos pull off the upset at home to the Baltimore Ravens, and people are going, okay, you dropped one to the Jags, but boy, beating the Ravens is huge. And guys, the Ravens, a week ago, I did not have this as a win, but everything is trending in the wrong direction for the Ravens. It stinks how many injuries they have for them, but that's just only good news for the Broncos. They get them at home, and I think the Broncos do enough to contain Lamar Jackson and get the win, the first real big win uh, in many years. First of all, I have love the fact that Mace hates it, misinformation so much that while we've been talking here, he's been researching the Broncos record in Florida over the last <laughs> eight games because someone in the comments said the Broncos never play well in Florida. 
And they were wrong. <laughs> Five and three in their last eight games in Florida. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, and uh, three and uh, three of their last four as well. Three of their last four in uh, one of those was like a Paxton Lynch win. One was he a came pa- off the bench and won. Two of them actually involved Paxton Lynch because one he started and one he came off the bench and the other involved Tim. T- and then the loss of Starry Zach Trevor. <laughs> mm. That's why that's why this loss will come against Trevor yeah. Mace. There you go. Um uh, for oh, me this this wow. one's a loss. Um I think that there's one potential weakness to this Broncos defense and I think that's the run defense. Um well, I don't think it's going to be bad by any means. I just think that there's a there are certain teams, a certain style of play uh, that is going to be able to move the ball comfortably and that is a team that can run the ball really well. Um, and that's what the Ravens do. Um, now they've got an injury, of course, that just came down yesterday. So their rushing attack is taking a little bit of a hit. Um, now they're down JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Um, but I, uh, you know, in the same way that like you would have said this about the Broncos under Mike Shanahan, I don't know if it's as much about who's running the ball. It's a little bit more about the scheme and the way they run the ball. Uh, and I think this, that that'll end up giving them a lot of problems in this game. And it, it's really the first team that they're going to face with a legitimate rushing attack that they're going to probably have to make some adjustments to the way that they do things on defense similarly to the way they did it in week four of Vic Fangio's first season but this uh this rushing slate that they're going to face early on is nothing like the way they did that year yeah I think the other thing that comes into play is I I believe the Marcus Peters injury is going to be more impactful than uh, the Gus Edwards injury yesterday because I, I do think they'll find a way to run the football but Taking Peters out, I think, is going to create some open lanes for Broncos targets. So if it gets into a moderate to high scoring game, I like the Broncos' chance a bit better. What I still don't like here from the Broncos' perspective is this defense going up against Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson takes off and runs. And that's why I do I think this is a close game in part because Marcus Peters is not going to be out there, but I think it's a it's a narrow Broncos loss. Okay, and there we go. Look, we're all tied up at 3-1 and one after four games, and I want to get to this fifth game before just taking a little bit of a pause and looking back at Pittsburgh. Guys, this is a game that the Broncos very well could have won last year, but I think Pittsburgh's going to have a worse record than they did last year, but actually be a better team, so I think this game is going to be more difficult than it was last year. Going into Pittsburgh's typically pretty tough, unless Mace wants to totally correct me me uh and prove how the stats prove that wrong but i think that's (laughs) going to be a tough game i think ben roethlisberger is going to be better than he was last year so i'm going a close loss for the broncos here i got him at three and two yeah i agree i agree with you and and i think part of it yes the broncos played well last year but uh you didn't have any fans in the stands and i think that was one game where not necessarily the win-loss thing was different but how it went was a lot different because you took fans away from that environment. You're going to have the fans back at Heinz Field. And I, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be a great team. They closed poorly last year. I don't think they everything that went wrong with them. But when you think of Pittsburgh struggling, you don't think of a team that's going like 3-14. and 14. 
when Pittsburgh struggles, it's that competitive kind of struggle. It's like for a 17 game schedule would be like eight and nine or nine and eight. And that means they win their share games, especially at home like this one. Yeah, this is going to be their first truly like raucous environment, I think, um, that they go into against like a real fan base in Pittsburgh. Um, and I just think that I think this is the one where the offense uh, costs them one. And, and, you know, maybe through five weeks of the season, we're saying, OK, they beat three teams for me. They beat three teams they were supposed to. They lost the two teams they weren't supposed to beat. Like, where are we here? You know, the offense just scored nine points. What are we going to do about this? Yeah, it, it's a great point. And guys, I wanted to get to this five games because I thought we were going to be at three and two. And that's eventually where I think the Broncos are going to be, whether they actually lose to Jacksonville uh, or how that plays out or beat Baltimore. I think they'll be at three and two. So my question to you guys really quick is, if I could tell you they would be at three and two, how would you want that to be? Would you want it to be beating the three bad teams, losing to the good two, the, losing to two of the good teams? Would you want it be losing to one of those games to a bad team, but then beating a good team? What's the ideal play here if it is three and two? Well, I mean, I think beating. Uh, I think beating. I think beating a team because it'll be more recent. Um, will give everyone the better feelings, you know. Um, you'll have a loss to the Jags, like you mentioned, or something along those lines. That's going to send everyone into a, a frenzy of panic. Um, <laughs> but if you then come back and say, yeah, okay, well, they lost the Jags on the road, and they also happened to beat Baltimore at home, um, that, that'll, that'll make people feel better. And that, you know, will become off of – um, a win against Baltimore recent, like right right before that and you're saying okay so you know they've lost a tough one on the road they've lost uh, they, they've won a tough one at home you know that's kind of what you expect from a team that's going to fight for playoff position towards the end of the season yeah and if, if they beat either Baltimore or Pittsburgh even if they're 3-2 and lose one of the others I think my thought is their ceiling will be higher because I'll be able to say, well, they they went into Heinz Field and won, or they beat the Ravens, and either way, then you're saying, you know what? This team's going to be in every game and have a chance against everybody. So I feel good about what's to come. Yep, yep, I, I agree. All right, guys, let's do kind of a speed round through the rest of the schedule since it's a little further out. At, or at home against the Raiders, how do you feel about this one? It'll be a dub. That's a dub. I'm going dub as well. So the Broncos get off the schneid, get to four and two. And then at Cleveland, guys, outside of the Chiefs, in my opinion, this is the most difficult game on the schedule. Thursday night game, I have to go loss here. I think on Mike Clay's projections, he actually had this as the one that had the highest percentage of being a loss. I think even higher than the Chiefs games. Thursday night against a tough team. And hostile environment, this is going to be, I think, too much to ask. Yeah, I, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. All right. And then at home against Washington, oh, man, I I like Washington this year. But at home, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to look the best with this Denver crowd. I'll go a Broncos win. This feels like your classic Broncos home win over the last five years to me, right? It's low scoring. 
The defense creates a big turnover. It comes down to a field goal at the very end. Brandon McManus hits it. They win. Yeah. And maybe even a game that's similar to the one they had against uh, Miami last year with Fitzpatrick, and they forced him into mistakes. And that ends up being the difference in this game. Maybe Justin Simmons uh, gets gets another pick. Of course, Fitz came in late in that game, but they forced him to a mistake when it mattered most. So give me the Broncos in this one. Then on the road to Dallas, Broncos stay in the NFC East for a couple of weeks, actually three weeks in a row. I think here, guys, Dak looks really good, as we saw last night. So we get the benefit of knowing what he looks like. I'm going lost here. I think the Broncos end up splitting Washington and Dallas one and one. Just right now, I'll say that Dallas gets the better of them. Yeah, I agree. I think these two are a split. I just... Last night, I saw enough from Dallas to make me think, all right, this is going to be a split, but the wins are going to be at at home. They'll see me on the road. Frankly, before last night, guys, I was thinking that Washington was the upset loss at home and Dallas was the win on the road, but it looks like they're going to be fine to, to win 10 or 11 games with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I did not see Dak looking that good that fast. No. Um, He's awesome, and uh, that this is probably one that people are flip-flopping a lot on today. I think just about everyone had that penciled in as a win before last night, or at least the optimistic side of Broncos country that's talking yeah. about this team making the playoffs probably had that penciled in as a win going into last night and, and are probably changing their minds today. Um, I will say, like, if there's a team that is built to stop that passing attack, and they're going to go five wide with Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Like, it's the Broncos. Uh, the it's Broncos are, are uniquely built to stop a team like that, which is, is so prolific through the air. If this was a home game, it's a win for me, but it's a road game. Guys, who is Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, non-existent. That is just crazy. All right, and retire? then the final one. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Tony Pollard, really the guy there. Uh, and then, guys, the final one before the bye at home against the Eagles outside of that first three-game stretch, guys. This in Detroit at home, probably the two easiest games on the schedule. I got to go Broncos win here. Yeah, no matter who the Eagles quarterback is, although there's a part of me that secretly hopes it would be Joe Flacco, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hope that. I, how, how is he even the backup there? Uh, <laughs> With Gardner Minshew there now? I don't know. Yeah, put him... Put him in the cannon. <laughs> He's on his way. Oh, that cannon's filling up. Yeah. So are we Are we all going win here? It ha- I mean, that yes. has to be a win. I think that's so, the easiest game on the schedule. And very fair. I'm not going to argue with that. And so Broncos 6-4 and four entering the bye. There's good vibes in the Mile High City. But then coming home to the Los Angeles Chargers. Last time Justin Herbert and the Chargers were in Denver. Boy, was there a awesome comeback with the last second touchdown to beat them. Did the Broncos get a dub just like they did last year? They get a no. Dub. They get a dub in this one. I, oh. I think they're going to split the Chargers series, but... You're coming off a bye. You're rested. I think this is a this is a maybe to be a little bit healthier than you would be before the bye. Take advantage of that on the defensive side, and of course, you got Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley, the student on the Chargers sideline, the teacher on the Broncos sideline. I'm going to give this one to the old teacher. Yeah, uh, this this is going to end up probably being a swing game in the record. 
um, that maybe decides if you're a winning team or a losing team uh, based on where we are currently on the record. Uh, and I know where I'm heading eventually. Um, so this is a loss for me. Very fair. And guys, you're going to with the Chargers. I'm going to, since they're at home, since they're coming off by, I'm going to give this a win for the Broncos. So Ryan, Mason, I have them at seven and four. You have them at six and five, which is very fair. And then I think we can breeze by this next one at Kansas City. A loss. I mean, guys, the Broncos haven't beat Kansas City since, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if Ryan and I were born yet the last time <laughs> they won. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go a loss here. Yeah, that's a loss. That's a loss. It's so Ryan's got them at 500. Let's see which way this trends against Detroit at home. I think everyone's going to have to win. It's kind of yeah. like the Eagles game. This this better be a win, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go win here. But Week 15 against Cincinnati, guys. Uh, I'm saying this is you know a swing game that Ryan called it. I think something fluky happens. Joe Burrow may end up looking really good at this point, kind of the end of his second year. So I'm going to go a surprising loss here. Mm. Wow. I mean, if, if this happens, Zach, if you lose the, if you lose at home to Cincinnati in the middle of December, unless the Bengals have had a the type of breakthrough year that I think is unlikely to occur for them in a very rugged division, this is, it's going to be sky is falling time. I, I think, You'll, this is going to be one where defensively you kind of grind it out, force Joe Burrow into a couple of passes he doesn't want to make, and it's a win over a young quarterback still finding his way. Do you think that um, Jamar Chase can apply for like um, an exemption that they paint some white lines on the balls? Oh. <laughs> Tough for him right now, isn't it? Should that have gone was the. To I'm calling this the, that I'm calling that the Brendan Langley quote of the year. <laughs> For real. Oh, <laughs> uh, not what you like to get. Brendan Langley, a third round pick though. Jamar Chase, what top six pick? Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. That, they could. That, they could, that yeah. is rough. Could have gone O line to keep Joe Burrow upright and said they got him his uh, he got him his receiver from LSU and he doesn't seem to have a doesn't seem to be able to catch the ball if doesn't have stripes on it. He went to the wrong week. He should have gone to Canada. You know what, guys? I'm gonna I'm gonna change here before we move on. I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm gonna go oh, win here for the Broncos. Okay. Feeling good, but then the day after Christmas, Broncos in Las Vegas to play the Raiders. What do you got here? I hope I don't get maced here, um, but I feel like the Broncos have, play, have played terrible around the holidays um, these last few years. It seems like. Something bad always happens on like New Year's Eve or Christmas Day or something along those lines. Uh, this this is a loss for me. How, do you regard Boxing Day as a holiday? Um, I don't even know what that is. Okay, it's the day after Christmas in like <laughs> Canada and uh, Canada and, and uh, Great Britain and the Commonwealth and all that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Boxing Day game, and you're going to a place that's had a lot of great boxing matches of course las vegas but yeah you know what you think uh around the holidays they didn't play well around christmas last year and they lost uh they, they lost to the chart the chargers they you know you can go back a few more years i know they lost a new year's eve game um a few years back they did beat the raiders on new year's day to close the gary kubiak era but 
are the Raiders playing for anything at this point? That's kind of the question I have right now. Are they still fighting for a playoff spot or are they, or are they done by this point? I think they might actually be, I'm not saying they'll be like three, like three and 12 or anything like that, but I think they might be out of the race at this point. And I think the Broncos motivated, get the win. So you've got them, the Broncos, they're one game over 500 for you at this point. Oh, right now I've got right now. I've actually got them with four wins since the buy. Oh, and so I had it at six and four before the buy. So now I've got them sitting at 10 and five and, and uh, oh, wow. frankly starting to make their mid January plans for a, a road playoff game. Uh, Kale, I think this one is going to be a loss on the schedule or, or did you have yeah. Zach? I guess Zach, you're the tiebreaker. Um, guys, I can't get past the Cincinnati game. I, I have to switch it back to a loss. I feel so uncomfortable about this Cincinnati game. Uh, so I'm going lost there. And then, uh, but we can keep it as a win on there since you guys think it's a win. But I'm going loss against the Raiders as well, guys. Um, it, the Raiders are just always tough against the Broncos. The Broncos are not, I don't view them as a 10-5 and 5 team right now going into this point. So I don't view them as a team that just sweeps divisional opponents. So I'm going lost. They win at home against the Raiders. They lose on the road. Okay. All right. So I have them at, what is that? Eight and seven, I believe, going into the final two games of the season. Guys, at home or on the road against the Chargers, what do you have? L for love. Yeah, loss. Yeah, loss as well. So, Ryan, you actually have the Broncos getting swept by the Chargers then. That is correct. Wow, mister, I don't think Justin Herbert is going to take that sophomore next step here, having him lose both. Yeah, well, they have, they have a quarterback. It's true. Oh, they They do oh, have a quarterback oh. here. And so I'm going loss as well here. And then, guys, final game at home with the Chiefs. I have them at 8-8 eight and eight right now. This could be a big game. I think you're going to need to get double-digit wins in order to make it into the playoffs, though. I don't think the Chiefs are playing anyone, so I think the Broncos get the dub here. Okay, it's, I, think, I actually... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mace. Okay, I was just going to say, I this all depends on what Zach said about are the Chiefs playing anybody. Um, say they're playing for the number one seed unfortunately for the broncos which means i'm putting this in the l category Mm. yeah i i thought the same thing um it it really comes down to are they playing for something um i think they are um you know like you said fighting for seeding here in the last game of the season um and uh, that ends up being an l for the broncos yep very, very fair there, guys. And so, look, I mean, the Broncos. So, Mace, you have them definitely making the playoffs then, right? I have them as the number seven seed with a 10-7 and seven record. Actually, you know what? Let's put together our standings and see if the Broncos make the playoffs. But first, guys, I got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. And guys, Autumn's in the air. My girlfriend, I fiance, pardon me, went to Trader Joe's Ooh. yesterday. Got all Ooh. things pumpkin. 
And that is why Manscaped is celebrating the fall season because you don't need a summer bod anymore, but you you need you, you don't want the uh, the pumpkin belly uh, just causing you to not be able to see what's down there. And our friends over at Manscaped can help you make sure that that <laughs> is not the case with the Lawnmower 4.0, the best shaver out there. It is going to come with that light so if you do have a pumpkin belly and can't see what's below well you got the light to illuminate everything it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower it has the longest battery life out there and guys might as well get the performance package 4.0 which comes with the lawnmower 4.0 which comes with the crop preserver the crop reviver and of course everything that manscaped has is the best in their industry so use that code dnvr over at manscaped.com to get 20 percent off and free shipping smash that code DNVR. Want to tell you, of course, about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. And you know what? We can get those regular seltzers, those good company hard seltzers. They're at the DNVR bar right now. You can, of course, get them at your local grocery store, but come on down to the bar and get them. Come on down to the DNVR bar and get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. Got the full array of Breck brews on tap. And uh, of course, if you're uh, going to be on the uh, on the bus to mile high to watch CU and Texas A&M on Saturday. You can have some of those Breck brews before you get going as well. So make sure you check all that out. Of course, the other thing that they've got going on this summer is their, their partnership with the National Parks Conservation Association to give 1% of all of their profits this summer to the National Parks Con- Conservation Association to help the great outdoors. What spurred them, of course, were the fires in Colorado last year. So they want to help out. So know that if you have even one of those delicious Breck brews, whether you buy one at a bar or a restaurant or go down or go down to the grocery store, pick up a 15 pack, you know what? You're going to be helping the outdoors. So make sure you check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery and also check out the farmhouse, which is down at their brewery facility in Littleton's right off Santa Fe. Call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. And use that code DNVR to save five dollars off for your meal. If you want to take it out, they'll bring it right to they'll bring it right to your car. They will even give you beer. You can add beer onto your food order as well over at the farmhouse down in Littleton. So check that out. It's right off Santa Fe. And if you just want to take out rather than eat in, 303-833-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. to pick up your order and use that code DNVR to save five dollars off your order. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I like how we just talked about football for 40 minutes straight, and we've got someone complaining about one minute of ad. One minute of ad. <laughs> uh, also, never read the comments. I was just going to say, there, th- this isn't even an ad. This is just, there's no better place to be this weekend than the DNVR bar. You got Broncos game on Sunday. And then tomorrow, guys, what a setup we have. Bar opens at 10 on both Saturday and Sunday, not just this week, but every day in football season. But tomorrow, bar opens at 10. Get there at 10. Get some Breck Brews. Get some member beers because you're a member. You get six ounces of free beer with that 22-ounce beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer. And then the bus leaves at 11 a.m. to take you down to Empower Field a Mile High to watch CU play top-rated Texas A&M. You have so much fun there. You can have as many drinks as you want. Watch CU probably get killed, as Von Miller said. And then you Whoa. come back to hang out with everyone, drink everything away. And the bus 
brings you right back. Guys, you don't have to pay for parking. You get to drink as much as you want. It, it, it's a win-win, so make sure to sign up right now. And then, guys, also hang around for the CSU game because they also play an SEC team tomorrow. Uh, CU, big underdogs to Texas A&M. CSU, a favorite against <laughs> Vanderbilt. Uh, so Vanderbilt must be very, very bad for that to happen. But, I mean, East what Tennessee a place to be back. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they lost what? to a team. They lost to a team at home in a blowout, worse than far worse than the one that CSU lost to. I mean, yeah. South Dakota State at least is a top shelf FCS team. That is not the case for the East Tennessee Buccaneers. That's why, yeah, the, Vanderbilt's an SEC team in name only right now. I was going to say, I take issue with you saying they're also playing an SEC team. <laughs> Not true. Um, and I also take issue with you saying that the Buffs are going to get killed. I'm the only one who's allowed to say that. <laughs> hey, Von Miller said it yesterday, so why don't you have issue with him? I do have issues with Von. <laughs> say it to his face. Yeah, right? Yeah. But but anyways, guys, let's jump back into our 45th minute of football talk on this 44th minute of the podcast. And guys, let's break down how the AFC West is going to break down and just where the Broncos fit in. Do they make the playoffs? Uh, Kale here already has uh, the Chiefs as the number one seed in my standings. And I guess that's a little bit of a not really a spoiler alert, but yeah, guys, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be playing for anything come week 18 because I think they are going to blow by the NFL this season. I am scared for any team that has to play them. I think what uh, I think the loss in the Super Bowl was great for Broncos fans in the short term. I think it's really bad for the NFL this year. I think the Chiefs are going to steamroll. I think they're going to be at least 15 and 2, guys. I wouldn't be surprised to see 16 and 1 from them. So I'll go 15 and 2. They're the number one seed in the AFC West and in the AFC. There are two variables, of course, with the Chiefs. One, of course, is injuries. Everyone has that. The other is how long it takes this basically reconfigured offensive line to come together. And that was the bit and that was the big takeaway for the Chiefs from the Super Bowl in particular was that. They were exposed in terms of a lack of depth, lack of quality on the offensive line. They went up against a great pass rush like the one Tampa Bay has. And uh, and we basically saw Pat Mahomes get pulverized really for the first time in his in his career to date. So I think if the, if the O-line takes a little while to come together, maybe they have a loss or two in the first couple of months that we're not expecting. This is still a really great team, guys. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not nearly as high uh, on their prospects this season as Zach. Um, I, th- I have them going 13-4 and four and still winning the division very comfortably. Yeah, but I do think at 13-4, and four, Ryan, then you are talking about they're playing for something. So that makes sense why the Broncos would lose in, in that 18th game or in that 18th week. Uh, and for the second seed, guys... Uh, I think it's going to be the Chargers. I, I think this is a team where they have the quarterback. And, I mean, Ryan just said it enough. They they have the quarterback. Uh, I also love some of the talent that they have on defense. I think this is going to be a breakout year for the Chargers. And it's hard to say that things are going to go right for the Chargers because I'm still waiting for something to happen, right, guys? Uh, but they're going to have the quarterback. And as long as Justin Herbert stays up, I think this team... Uh, is a dangerous twelve and five team. Wow! Ooh. Yeah, that's pizza bet. <laughs> yeah, calling pizza bet. 
Uh, well, what, what, so, so, what, what, what do you want to bet here? Playoffs for the so, Chargers. So I've got them winning ten games. Um, okay. You've got them winning twelve games. Let's just, uh, let's just set the number at eleven. So anything over eleven, you win. Anything under eleven, I win. If it's eleven, we'll call it a push. Yep, yeah. I like that because because my not my floor, but I was really deciding on whether they go eleven wins or twelve. So as long as eleven's a push, you're on. All right. Yeah, sounds good. I, I, I've got them ten and seven as well, but that means they're tied with the Broncos for me. I'm just I'm gonna say the Broncos maybe win that tiebreaker. I'm not really sure why because I haven't gone through the details and figured out if they're both ten and seven who wins the tiebreaker, especially if they split the series. But the thing with Chargers, I mean, they open Washington, then Dallas, Kansas City, Raiders, Cleveland, Baltimore. I think they their record may look pedestrian well into October, but then you see them getting in, in November and December, and that's where they I think they stack up some wins and catch up if they have a slow start. So Mace has the Broncos as the second seed in the or second yeah second seed in the yeah. AFC West. I have them as the number. Yeah, I have them sec. The Chargers and Broncos both ten and seven. So how about that? How about yeah. that? I love it. And then I have the Broncos coming in at third with their nine and eight rep. I think, I think it's going to take ten wins in order to make the playoffs. Uh, but the Broncos accomplished their goal, guys. We've heard it all off season. George Payton says what we need to do for it to be a successful season is be competitive in November and December. They're going to be competitive well into December, into January as well. So it's a successful season for the Broncos. And Vic Fangio is back because he flips things completely around. So I'm going Broncos. It's a successful season. Just missed the playoffs. So you. What, what, what did you have the Broncos record at? Nine and eight? Nine and eight, yep. Yeah. Uh, I've got them at eight and nine, and I've got the uh, the same position here in third in, in the division. And then finally, guys, the Raiders are the seller of the division. There's going to be a lot of questions about John Gruden's future, whether he's going back to the Monday night crew. Maybe Peyton Manning, John Gruden take over the booth there uh, next year. But uh, Raiders, guys, they're going to be a losing team. With Derek Carr, they're not going to be abysmal, which is a great place for the Broncos to have the Raiders because they're not going to have a top pick. They're going to be 7-10, and 10, let's say. Yeah, I've got them at 7-10 and 10 as well, and I've actually got I've got them losing their last five games Love at the that. end Ooh. of the season at Kansas City, at Cleveland, Denver at home, at Indianapolis, and then I think the Chargers beat them in Vegas. The Chargers win that game, get themselves into the playoffs, and the Raiders are sitting there. They've already eliminated by then, finishing 7-10. and 10. And what's going to be the mood in Raiders headquarters if they close the season on a five-game losing streak that knocks them from playoff position to out of the money. Wow. that's It's going to be ugly out there if that's how it goes. Mark how Davis the- is going to have to decide if uh, he should invest, if he should fire John Gruden and pay him like $60 million, or if mm-hmm. he should put it into another interesting-looking oh. house somewhere in Vegas. Didn't John Gruden said he wouldn't take that money if he gets fired. Yeah. Isn't he, that noble? He did I, say that. Do you think he put that in the contract, though? Uh, he didn't, but yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, gosh, that was such a bad idea from the beginning. I don't know how they didn't see that coming. Um, the craziest part is you hire, you know, the guy who really got his reputation as a QB guru um, during this time, and then you just 
you haven't tried anything new at quarterback. Like you just you just keep rolling out Derek Carr, who's like a uh, a fifteenth pick. You're just playing for the fifteenth pick every year when you start <laughs> the season. I don't understand it. Obviously, he is good. He's not great, and they haven't put a good team around him. So you just keep getting bad. Like I, the the strategy out there is mind boggling. How many? Say that- yeah. How many coaches would have would would have their job if they went nine seasons without winning a playoff game? Because if because that's where John Gruden is right now. The last six years in Tampa Bay, a couple of playoff appearances, didn't win a game, were one and done, and then they haven't had a winning season in Oakland slash Vegas. So if they do that again this year, that's ten straight seasons for John Gruden without winning a playoff game. And, just, and two of them being crazy. one and done. Oh, just God. crazy. And Ryan, because of what you said, I don't think John Gruden's out after this year. I think this is the year that they go and find a quarterback, whether it's a trade, whether it's a quarterback in the draft. And you roll your eyes because, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes too. I'm just going to keep guessing it until they do. It's like uh, people that think Tom Brady is going to finally have his decline year. Uh, They've been saying that for like seven years now. I'm totally off that bandwagon. He's, I think he's going to play forever, and that's just going to really stink for everyone. Dude, he looked better last <laughs> night than he looked at any point in the regular season last season. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> well, down the stretch he was looking good. I mean, it was against a bad team, but like the Detroit game toward the end, he was carving them up. But it was like after that Rams game last year that they lost, I feel like that that whole team and the cohesion of that offense turned a corner and we've just seen them on point since then. I, I mean, that being said, They'll, you know, they made some mistakes when you, if you risk, if you risk it, you're going to lose the biscuit from time to time. And the bucks almost did. So they're going to lose a game here or there guys where they, when they make a mistake, but it wasn't last night. But yeah. They're yeah. I'm sorry to all the Tom Brady haters. And I know I used to be one of them, but he wears the laundry I like now. So I admitted that I like him. I'm rooting for laundry. I don't care. <laughs> and guys, I mean, that's just a, a perfect segue to our final picks. I think we're going to be seeing the exact same Super Bowl this year. I know it's not a sexy thing to pick, but look at the Bucks. There's no reason why I would pick against them, especially come playoff time. They're not going to be playing on the road. They're going to be playing in Tampa Bay throughout the entire postseason. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to have to go in there, and we know what happens when Aaron Rodgers plays late January. He loses. Tom Brady's the the goat at those games. So it's going to be the Bucks. And uh, unfortunately, I just think the Chiefs are going to steamroll their way to the, to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, two wins maybe or two losses maybe that's all they have this year who do you have as your second biggest contender in the AFC <sighs> everyone wants to say the bills and Ooh. there's just a little bit to me that i'm just not fully sold on them so i mean cleveland they're supposed to be it that those two teams are just like are are really good, but I just see a huge gap between them I, and the Chiefs. The reason why I like Cleveland as the one who challenges, as opposed to Buffalo, is I feel like, and this is just kind of a little thing, but the vaccine discord on Buffalo, I think, is one of those. You're trying to think, okay, what separates teams? You have an issue in Buffalo that Cleveland doesn't have. And the issue in Buffalo 
could cost them key players for a game or two. So that's why I, th- I look at the two of them and I think Cleveland just seems, it's weird to say this, but the Browns, Cleveland seems a little more settled, a little doesn't have that chaos. I think it's Cleveland and Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and I think it looks a lot like the game they played back in January in the divisional round, a very, a very tough game, but a Cleveland loss. Well, then what a uh, game just, to have this weekend. And and Ryan, yeah. I just have to jump in really quick. And I mean, you just keep shaking your head during this. I, I don't know if it's because you think there's no second contender in the AFC or if we're getting this all wrong. But you guys answered my question in spades. Uh, I'm glad I teed it up there. That's the problem. Like, I want to be able to say the Chiefs aren't going back right. to the Super Bowl. Who, there's no one there. There's no one out there. Um, uh, I think there's going to be some team that surprises everyone and is a lot better than we think in the AFC. Maybe it's the Broncos. Um, not be the Chargers. <laughs> I don't think it's it, the Chargers. It, it might be the Chargers long-term, though, especially if Brandon Staley does good work on the defensive side like he did with the Rams last year. So if you have Justin Herbert taking the next step, plus a defense playing well for the Chargers, that actually gives them the equation you need to win in January. And so yeah, yeah if they're surging at the end and they get in the playoffs, then – they could cause a lot of problems. They have the equation that works. Yeah. And so I just keep going. Maybe it's Baltimore who finally pays off this, you know, thing that we've been building up, but they've got the injury bug biting them hard. Um, so that feels hard to believe. Um, it's just, I keep looking around and I'm like, does the AFC suck? Like, <laughs> like that's how I feel right now. Um, so I, I have the chiefs in there and then Zach's going to hate this one. Uh, I've got the Packers, the last dance, the last dance that, you know, they've been building it up. Uh, I think this is the year they finally get back there. I don't know what happens. Uh, Maybe Brady gets like a, gets like a um, food poisoning or something before the game. And he's a shell of himself. And we finally see how weak he should be because he hasn't been able to keep down any fluids for hours. Uh, And the Packers finally get through him and, uh, Let's get through the, the NFC Championship game and get in there. Ryan, when I have does a question he hit the wall? When does Brady I, I, hit the wall? That's a question. He never, he never does. He he never does. Never, ever. Uh, he's just going to retire on top one day, decide that like 10 rings is enough. But Ryan, my, my question for you is, is that bad news for the Broncos? I mean, you, you, you phrased it as the last dance, so I, I can't imagine, but... If Aaron Rodgers gets to the Super Bowl, and I got to get your Super Bowl pick on top of this as well. I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl in Green Bay, is he really walking away? No, no. I just mean the last dance in uh, in Green Bay for him and Devontae Adams. So, so, but, but, and I guess I should have phrased it that way as oh, well. Oh, walking away from Green Bay, right? Green Bay. Yeah. Yes. Did, are okay. they are, are okay. they winning the Super Bowl here? Are they beating the Chief? Because. I, I could see if the, if Green Bay wins the Super Bowl, I could see Aaron Rodgers walking away with an offer from Jeopardy in hand, and that's <laughs> and, and, and that's it. Uh, no, I don't see that either. Um, I see that I see them winning the Super Bowl and uh, and him going on to uh, to greener pastures. So the Broncos literally potentially get an MVP quarterback two years ago, and then uh, the super, reigning Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. Oh. They could bring him to Denver. Man, would that be something? Yeah, I don't know. I, 
I don't even know if he's coming here. I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. But I I do I just feel like a certain energy around the Packers right now. Um, that makes me uh, like I, I don't my brain isn't necessarily feeling it as much. Um, but there's something in my body that's saying it's deep down they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and unfortunately, th- those are the same feelings that I have for the Chiefs, and that's why I think the Chiefs beat. Tom Brady and the Bucks, and the game doesn't look like it did last year. Bucks have never lost a Super Bowl before, you know. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> do, do, oh, do baby. they do it again, Mace? Yeah. Do they do it again? Why not? Would you, at this <laughs> point in time, in all in any sport, would you bet against the Tampa Bay team winning a championship? Uh, in baseball, yes. Even yeah. Uh, Maybe, but I, I wouldn't bet against them getting the World Series right now. Although Toronto, if we get in, it looks like they're looking pretty spry. But yeah, this is this is Tampa Bay's moment in sports. I mean, I I wouldn't bet against the Lightning. I wouldn't bet against Bucks going Lightning. Um, so I'm I'm right, taking, so I, I'm total yeah total homer pick. I don't care. Tampa Bay over Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I'm happy again. There we go. I love it. And I, I've loved this pod, guys. And we're not done with the pod. We're just done with the live section right now. We're going to jump into the podcast form to get to all of your questions. So hit us with a like if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on alerts. We really appreciate it. We'll be live right after the Broncos game. Hopefully they're 1-0 at that point. We'll be live on YouTube. So make sure to turn on alerts so you know right when we go live. But, guys, let's hop into the podcast side. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are. Just search for Broncos. We'll be the first one that pops up. All right, guys, let's get into some questions. And just like that, we're rolling into the comment side of things. Thanks so much, guys, for rolling with us on the podcast form. And before we hop into the questions, got to tell you about our friends over at Solace Meds who have smoking hot deals in the smoking hot month of September. We got 97 degrees today, and with the heat comes the deals over at Solace Meds. Mace, they've got Can America gummies 25% off for the month of September, strains and tinctures 20% off, rocking cartridges 25% off, and glacier constant concentrates 20% off all month of September and tomorrow on Patriot's Day. You get buy three, get for the get the fourth for 10 cents off. So make sure to check out any one of their four Colorado locations. They've got one in Fort Collins. They've got one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. And if you use that code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off on top of those other deals. So you can be getting almost 50% off by smashing that code DNVR20 and getting one of those deals. But you'll also get 20% off the entire store by using the code DNVR20. And of course, visit any location. You get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20 as well. So the deals are all over the place over at Solace Meds. You can also, of course, use the code DNVR20 on their website at solacemeds.com. That's S. So L-A-C-E meds.com. Also want to tell you about the Colorado XOs and Infinity Park. Of course, the XOs finished up their season at five and five, which was a great start for this brand new team playing as professionals and playing rugby for years. If you haven't heard of the XOs, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The Colorado XOs are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports, and now they're playing rugby. They come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, and they possess the necessary athletic skills to excel at the game of rugby. You've even got a uh, former NFL player, Tanila Tupo, who played for the Seahawks, Falcons, and Cardinals, as well as in the AAF and XFL. But, hey, you can get on in on it as well. If you're an elite athlete, 
are interested in trying out for the Colorado Exos, contact the director of recruiter pass because email is p p a s q u e at glendale.co.us. That's p p a s q u e glendale.co.us. And of course, our guy Colton Strigler has everything rugby covered for you. He's got that week that weekly DMVR rugby podcast. And you can follow the DMVR rugby account to keep up with the latest news. You can learn about rugby with Colton's Rugby 101 podcast. And, of course, listen to the exclusive interviews with the athletes and coaches who are making American rugby. Everything's covered with Colton Strickler, so check, check him out and check out the Colorado XOs playing in Infinity Park. And guys, you got to check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, now is seriously the time to get in. Deposit five, at least $5 into your account on DraftKings Sportsbook. For new customers, bet $1 on any football game, and they'll give you $200 in free bets. And guys, these free bets are so much fun. I signed my dad up last week, and we're just having a blast with all of these $25 free bets because they give you eight $25 free bets. And here's the thing. You bet that, and you get to keep the winnings. It is so much fun, so simple. And there's no better time than right now to use those eight bets than on opening weekend of NFL football. So get in there, deposit $5, bet $1 on any NFL game, Game and boom, you instantly get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet on all the college games tomorrow. You can bet on all the NFL games. It's so much fun. So check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR to receive those $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code DNVR to get those $200 in free bets. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and all right mace let's hop into the comment section first one coming in from our guy aquaman he says so excited for the start of the broncos season not as excited as i would have been if we got rogers but still very excited i think unless he gets injured bridgewater holds on to the job all season what say you does teddy play well enough to keep the job you know what i was kind of looking at how i had the season going in my projection here I don't have the Broncos having anything more than a two-game losing streak. I've got them with two three-game winning streaks. Uh, frankly, I think if the season plays out like that, barring injury, Teddy does play the entire year. Yeah, I think uh, I think without a doubt, Mace, that uh, that in all of our predictions, even Ryan's eight and nine prediction, Teddy plays well enough to to keep yeah. the job the entire season. Yeah, and I think uh, again. Going to cut, we're going to know when we see it. I mean, it's it's possible that could have a three-game winning streak, but the offense is spectacularly, spectacularly pardon me, unimpressive. And then one loss leads to a, a change. I, I'm not dismissing that as a possibility, but I think if the season goes the way I think it'll go, it's only, there's only a change if he's hurt. Yeah, next one from Skookum24 says, with all of the injury issues the Ravens have had, do you think the Broncos would entertain trading Melvin Gordon to the Ravens? What compensation do you think it would get to, to get the deal done? I had Javante in fantasy. I would love for him to be the number one here. Well, I'm sure you would. Mace, what do you think about the Broncos trading Melvin Gordon? Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Doesn't look like it's in play. I mean, the, the Ravens have already signed Latavius Murray, uh, for example, in terms of getting their running back room filled up here so looks like they're going in other directions right now would i have considered it if the ravens had offered even say a, a fourth round pick or certainly maybe a third round pick absolutely but it doesn't look like that's in the cards right now 
Man, I think you you don't think about it unless it's at least a day two pick, a second or a third round. But yeah, it doesn't look like it's in the cards now. Maybe Bryce Callahan after they lost Marcus Peters. That may be more in the cards than a running back. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I was uh, having a conversation with Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post and uh, uh, yesterday, and he suggested Kyle Fuller maybe as somebody. Mm. And then the advantage of that would be you could just take Pat Sertan and tell him, okay, you're going to be an outside corner. Vic Fangio has talked about how Sertan is learning three different positions and how it's maybe held him back a little bit from mastering one of them. Well, if you trade Fuller, that would certainly allow you to put Pat Sertan at just one spot and have him master that. So you never know to trade either to trade Callahan. I would say it probably take a fourth round pick to trade Fuller, a third round pick. There In we other go. words, I- more than you would get when, in other words, more than you would get other. Right. Next one coming in from the Danimal. He says, update on our starting quarterback. According to the loud, obnoxious guy, two bar stools on my left during the game last night, we have a new quarterback. He was nice enough to take time away from announcing to everyone whether a play was a run or a pass after it ended to inform me that my team now has Teddy Bradshwater guy or Terry Bradshwater guy playing for us. And now I can't unsee Teddy B with Brad Bradshaw's late seventies. I'm balding, but still want a mullet haircut. Here's to hoping he tosses six touchdowns in the opener to help me forget this interaction ever happened. Victory Sunday. Here we come. Danimal. Bradshwater, man. Well, <laughs> I'm glad uh, that's not reality, Brad. You know, or, or the Danimal. You know, I know Bronco diehard fans, like the ones that listen to this podcast. It's not an issue knowing who the quarterback is, but I wonder how many casual fans really know who the quarterback is. Um, I think a lot. There are a point. lot of like ca- casual people that might be like, oh, is it? Uh, they might even like be thinking Paxton Lynch or names from the past. And, and maybe Bragshwater is uh, not entirely uncommon among some, again, <laughs> oh, casual yikes. elements of, of Broncos country. So anyway, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he will throw six touchdowns on Sunday. Wouldn't that be amazing, by the way? It if he had be. the game, if he had the game of his life, that that's something we haven't counted on. yeah that would be amazing then we're talking blowout next one from tk freeze says my boys just left denver and what a beautiful place we found our venue we also got to visit the bar and it was so cool our bartender the philly guy was such a cool dude missed out on meeting y'all but that's all right can't wait to go back and meet you fellas quick mildly bold take for week one broncos will sit atop of the division at one and oh with every other afc west team oh and one broncos season is finally here let's go and let's go my dnvr fam and tk free so happy to hear that you found your venue and had a good time bum we couldn't meet you but definitely next time uh and man i'm so happy to hear that and man would that be a great bold take there and i actually do think it's a bold take because i don't see the chiefs losing to uh the browns this week yeah, I don't see that happening either. I could see the Chargers losing to Washington, though. Oh, I could, too. That, that's a one-point that. game right now, and uh, it, that, that could be end up being one of the best games of the weekend. Yeah, it could. Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys, at work I made a bet I'm not feeling confident in. Since we're surrounded by enough beer to give the greater Milwaukee area alcohol poisoning, we bet on cases of beer. Here's the bet. Denver finishes the year with a better record than New England. Thoughts? Mm, I don't think so. I think New England goes 10 and seven sneaks into the playoffs. Okay. But I do I, like the bet. I, I I think it's a very fair bet. Mark it snatch. I think it is as well. And 
you know what, with the Broncos going 10 and seven, I'm, I'm going to say that I think you win this one, Mark. I think, I, I think love the it. The Patriots go about nine and about nine and eight. And that's just how close uh, this bet is, Mace. You take them, I, I take the other team. So there we go. I love it. Goes down to the end. Mark IT snatch continues. So it's pretty much a given that Teddy Bridgewater's stop gap to the next franchise QB. So to play devil's advocate, what if he is the answer at QB for the foreseeable future? In this hypothetical scenario, what does Teddy need to do this season to convince Peyton to sign to a multi-year contract to be the guy? Mace, I, doesn't, I don't think he needs to do as much uh, as people think. I don't think he has to go like like Tim Jenkins said, if Teddy goes 35 touchdowns, five picks, uh, and the Broncos don't make the playoffs, he's not re-signing him. The Broncos are making the playoffs if he goes 35 and five, and the Broncos are re-signing him. Remember, George Payton, this is his guy. Teddy Bridgewater is his guy, not just trading for him, but he traded back up into the first round in order to draft him when he was with the Vikings. So he is someone that wants to give Teddy the benefit of the doubt, Mace. I think if we're talking about a winning record uh, and Teddy going two and a half touchdowns to one to one interception ratio, I think that's enough for Teddy to be back. Now, maybe if it's that, if it's like two to one, two and a half to one, it's more so of a one-year contract, one-year big contract, two-year big contract, uh, instead of like a five-year monster contract. Um, but I think he'll be back, whether people are excited about that or not yeah that's it's really interesting to kind of think about what bridgewater coming back would would look like i i would say if he has if he has a three to one touchdown interception ratio so say so say 27 touchdowns and nine picks and the team wins at least 11 games and the offense is at least mid-tier say 18th 17th or higher if all those three things happen i do think they resign him to a multi-year deal yeah yeah it's so i don't think it's as far-fetched as fans think next one coming in from steve is the worst says this is completely random and has nothing to do with the giants but just so i have it clear in my mind is it obviously better for the Packers don't do well, right? Like hopefully they go 0-17 because if they won the Super Bowl, no way Rodgers leaves, I'm guessing, LOL. Almost game day. And this is kind of why I asked Ryan earlier. Mace, what do you think? Well, first of all, if they win the Super Bowl, like I said, I think he'll go off into the sunset. I don't think he'll come to Denver. I think he'll walk away. Mm. Um, if they don't do well, well, I mean, how much did he play? If they if they don't do well and he played the entire season, then I think he's he's going somewhere else in the NFL. If they don't do well and they, and he gets hurt and Jordan Love plays a bunch of games and they miss, and they have a poor season because of that, I mean, does that make the Packers desperate to try to bring him back and knowing that Jordan Love may not be the answer? I mean, I actually think the best scenario for this happening is the Packers doing well, but falling just short in the postseason. In other words, a season kind of like the, the one they just had. Yep. I think so too, Mace. I think if he, if they win the Super Bowl, he either walks off into the sunset, like you said, or he is back because winning solves pretty much every issue. So uh, I agree with you. I disagree with Ryan. Uh, Steve is the worst. I think that that would be bad for the Broncos. Yep, I, I would I would say that as well. Love Thunder down under. Congrats on the expansion, boys. Nice. Now to the hard hitting stuff. Do you pick expansion cities based on how the name works without vowels, 
what football studies wouldn't work if you removed all the vowels? N-W-Y-R-K, G-R-N-B-Y. <laughs> I guess the thing is, do we consider Y a vowel or not? Sometimes it is. D-L-L-S, J-C-K-S-N-V-L-L, M-N-T-B. Sorry if I'm exposing the plans for world domination. You're always welcome in S-T-R-L, L-F-G-B-R-N-C. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Love oh. Thunder Down Under. And yeah, you cracked our code. You know exactly where our expansion's going next. Well, that means it's not going to Miami because that would be MM. MM. Mm, that could be fun. You know what? I, I, I'll say this. Um, I think that we'll probably, if I'm guessing, I think a future DNVR expansion going to another city, at some point it will involve a vowel. In the name. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, because I mean, I, I'm thinking to myself, like you're, you're, you're thinking about like, you know, like places and, um, I mean, how do you, you know, how do you do Milwaukee without a vowel, for example? I have no idea. How, how do you do Atlanta without a vowel? How do you represent <laughs> Atlanta without a vowel? Um, one, you, I guess one, you could get away with Charlotte. See, sure. you know, I mean, you see CLT is the airport code, right? C A, yeah. you know, LT. Um, so, you know, there's one you could do. Uh, uh, Houston, HSTN. There we go. Mace, okay. you're revealing all of our plans. We got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mace, speed round of questions. Seven comments, seven minutes. Let's go. Albert TB or Albert bd5 says hey fellas my brother and i are watching tom brady sorry i can't say his name defy father time and we got onto a topic of rogers potentially being a bronco here and we quickly put our tinfoil hats on after the story dropped at Devontae adams saying there's no chance he resigns in green bay then could denver try, try to make a two-player signing in the offseason getting rogers and adams with Cortland up for a contract in denver with deeper pockets than normal what say you thanks fellas let's go get that dub yeah, we there would talk uh, about this, haven't we? Yes, over... we did. We we yeah. did talk about this, and yeah, it would come at the expense of uh, of Cortland. And if Aaron, if you get Aaron Rodgers and he wants Devonte Adams, Mace, you absolutely make it happen. Exactly. I mean, no offense to Cortland Sutton, we all like Cortland Sutton, but if Aaron Rodgers says, "Hey, I want to be in Denver and I want Devonte Adams," you're bringing Devonte Adams. That's it. That's just thank you for watching. You move on. Exactly. Windy City Broncos says, if I wasn't here for the Broncos, I'd be here for the Christian Slater references. You're doing Gen X proud, Mace. Talk hard. I'm so <laughs> glad somebody got that. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I thought I was yeah. the only one who remembered that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely went gosh. over uh, our head. That's for sure. Elroy Jetson says, hi, fam. Thanks for the awesome content. Let's go Broncos. Also, in a bit of fun news, I work in a union facility driving a forklift. My current seniority number. 75. My current forklift number is 000. 75. The stars are lining up <laughs> for Mace now, LOL. Your boy, Elroy. I love it, Elroy. What a fun comment for Friday. I love that it. Was that was a lot of fun. LDJ for fantasy purposes. Thank you for yesterday's podcast. Everyone, except for people in Denver and you Denver media who've been training camp every day, keep swearing. Javante Williams will surpass Melvin Gordon, but y'all and Albright have consistently said it's Melvin Gordon and Melvin looks awesome, which brings me to my question. Did you watch the game? Mike Evans has me scared. They seem to be running the offense, care to Brady. Still, I'm concerned because Mike Evans isn't an option route, quick out, timing wide receiver. 
with that said, Cortland did cook that DB for a quick out in preseason. I mean, we're not going to take shots and with Cortland. We're not letting Cortland go up and get it. Is everything going to be based on timing and ability to, to, to get it open? Because Cortland is open even when he's covered. But will Tay trust and make a play? Because I got a ton of Cortland and Mike Evans stock, and I'm concerned, LOL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see why you're concerned, LGJ. Uh, Mike Evans did nothing yesterday. Uh, I expect Cortland to be a bigger part of the offense than than Mike Evans was, but that's why I think Jerry Judy is this team's number one receiver is exactly what you said, just about the timing uh, and the ability to get open on routes. Uh, Cortland's going to have a, a big role in this offense, but I don't think it's going to be the 1,200-yard route. I think it's going to be more like 850 with uh, Jerry Judy being the 1,200. 100 yard guy this year yeah and that being said on mike evans real quick including playoffs last year in 20 games he did have 15 touchdown catches i'm not too worried about mike evans being productive Okay, there we go. So don't worry, LDJ. T Wood 16 says another year, another Tom Brady win after a questionable missed call by the refs. That's how you know it's back, baby. Let's go. I can't wait till Sunday. Yesterday's game was so good. Sunday's game, however, I'm ready for the snooze fest. Really quick, Mace, was it uh offensive pass interference? Yes, it was. <laughs> it should have yeah. been OPI. No question. Yeah, it sh- it should have been as He's, well. Godwin extended the arm. Yep. Had the push off. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they see that and don't call it. I mean, and look, again, I'm a Tampa Bay enthusiast. This is, and I'm telling you, that was OPI. Bucks yep. got away with one. I, I agree. T Wood 16 says, Hey, it's me again. Forgot to mention I had a horrific dream last night. Teddy's first pass of the season was a pick six. I'm guessing that's worst case scenarios. Worst case scenario to start for Sunday. Yeah, that absolutely is worst case scenario. For not just Teddy and the team, for all of us who cover the team as well. I think at that point, <laughs> yes. I think at that point that's where I turn off Twitter. Yeah. Because you think it's been toxic the last few months on social media in Broncos country. If Teddy has a pick six to start the year, oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's yeah. gonna be like the worst days of Tebow. It really would be. And Mace, last one is for you. Yep, Count Locula says, when will PHNXRK be doing live pods from the Bunker on 16? Love the count. <laughs> well, we got PHNXRK today. Was happy to do that. Happy to hear from you, the count. Good luck with your intense month coming up. And Mace, safe travels to New York, my friend. But before we get out of here, got to tell you guys about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental because they're, they're, they're more than friends. They are family. They've been part of our DNVR BSN family for many years now, and we're a part of their family. That's where we go to get our dental work done. And that's where you should go as well because you're going to have to go to the dentist anyways. Might as well go somewhere where they're going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. They're a longtime DNVR partner, so supporting our partners is supporting us. So make sure to schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. But for today, for this week, that'll do it for us. For for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. We're so pumped for football. We're going to be going live right after the Broncos win on Sunday or loss. But it's going to be a win. So we will talk to you then. May safe travels. Thanks for an awesome offseason. And let's get into the regular season. Have a great time this weekend watching the Broncos, guys. We'll talk to you right after. Now understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks
We're flying cotton, we'll stick to your 